brothers, I propose to you this. What is more important, a great match or a great story? Recently, just this past pay-per-view with WrestleMania, we had the first women's main event with Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair. For the longest, we had Becky and Ronda seemingly being a singles match with the whispers of Charlotte being inserted in. At the time, didn't seem to make sense from a storyline perspective, but she was inevitably added. Now that the match has passed, and she, meaning Charlotte, having no bearings on the result of that match, refs botch or not, did Charlotte's presence in the whole angle matter at all? This is not the first time we've had something like this happen. There have been plenty of times where wrestlers like John Cena, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, you know, the list goes on and on, even back to the days of The Rock and Steve Austin, where wrestlers were just thrown in to matches just because they're the big, the top guys into matches that really didn't really seem to make sense from a storyline standpoint, but they were thrown in because that moment belonged to them. The big notion as it relates to Charlotte being in this match is that she was one of the best wrestlers on the roster and she deserved to be a part of the main event at WrestleMania. So I ask to you, what is more important? Is it a great angle? Is it a great match? Does one have to do with the other? Does always a great match need a great story? And does a great story always mean a great match? I ask that to you. Pass that on. I'd love, I know we'd love to hear your thoughts. And now with Sean from Vegas, as we uh, discussed in our earlier podcast, this earlier episode, episode 11, uh, Sean just gave us a dynamite question. Yeah. Um, Sean is one of, part of the wise men here. It's three of us. Um, even though he kind of made it sound like a call-in question or a fan question. Hey, we'll take those too. If you want to <laughs> hit us up, please hit us up on Twitter at We Are The Wise Men. If you have any questions or topics that you guys want to talk about, we'll be more than happy to discuss them both on uh, on here and maybe through Twitter, uh, just in case uh, mm-hmm. we decide to get. If just in case it's too. Uh, too tantalizing a topic to go ahead and wait for the next recording. We go ahead and <laughs> tackle it right yeah, there. Yeah, right then and there. Yeah. But um, he, he, he brings up an interesting question. Um, so what he's talking about is basically what's more important between, you know, a great match or a great story. Do they go hand-in-hand? Do they have to necessarily go hand-in-hand? And he kind of used the, the Becky Ronda, um, Becky Ronda Charlotte situation as an example. Um so let's do, let's let's attack it as two separate things. Let's talk about the main event of WrestleMania, how that came to be. Um, we kind of kind of discussed this in the last podcast and a couple other podcasts in terms of the women in general. They did not have a plan set in place for Becky Lynch. Not at all. Um, Becky Lynch found herself in a situation and she took advantage of it, and she built herself up. To you know, she's the one that actually, in a sense, got added to the match. I think we kind of knew from day one when Ronda showed up, even before when Ronda was just a rumor. 
to come to the WWE. We knew that match that they were angling for was Ronda versus Charlotte Flair. Yeah, absolutely. Even if you're still thinking that they're going to do this horsewoman versus horsewoman thing, um, they would be like the leaders of their respective factions. So we knew that this is the match that we were getting at WrestleMania, and we were fine with it, um, knowing that this is going to eventually happen. All we had to do is kind of see where, where Ronda, Ronda Rousey was in terms of her wrestling, her in-ring ability. That was pretty much the only unknown factor. But we knew that Ronda's star power was going to get them, you know, saying to WrestleMania and possibly the main event. And we knew that if we put her in there with a good player like a a Charlotte Flair or even a, a, a Becky Lynch or a, a, a Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks had it, yeah. <laughs> you know, saying that they, we were going to get a good match out of Ronda. So... It was just a matter of who was going to get there, but we kind of knew that Charlotte Flair was probably most likely going to be the person, and they started building that from day one. What happened was is that Becky Lynch was supposed to fight Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam. That didn't happen because of Nia Jax. Shout out to the face breaker. <laughs> Decked it in the nose and kind of killed that, and we got we got Charlotte versus Ronda at SummerSlam instead, and we got Charlotte versus uh, Charlotte versus Ronda with an angle at the end. Because, you know, Charlotte won with it. Well, Charlotte lost to a disqualification because he just took out a Kindle stick yeah. and just started messing, messing well, up. Right. So we knew that that wasn't over. Um, but it looked like from there we were going to get Becky versus Ronda. And we were pretty excited about it because Becky was white hot. It's probably the one match we didn't think would make it to WrestleMania. Yeah. And it was actually going to make it to WrestleMania. And we were completely satisfied. And then the McMahons got involved. Not the McMahons. Just one. Yeah. One particular McMahon. Well, I mean, that whole situation with making Ronda apologize and she didn't want to and then she did. You can tell that and it was like they had to fight through some of that. Yeah. Because we were, we, were right just... after, we were right after Royal Rumble. Do we have one more? No, it was after Royal Rumble. We had, how many pay-per-views did we have between Royal Rumble and, was it two? We had Elimination Chamber. Yeah. No, it was Elimination Chamber and... Fastlane. Fastlane. And that's where... So yeah. basically they had to stretch out this storyline over two pay-per-views before we got to WrestleMania. After we got the great finish to, to the Royal Rumble. So, of course, the McMahons had to get involved. And then this McMahon had to get involved and kind of kind of reverberly put Charlotte Flair into that match. And I think a lot of people may have figured that was going to happen. I think a lot of people didn't have a problem with it being a triple threat match. It was just the way that it was done. Yeah, I didn't like, we knew that it was eventual, mm-hmm. and I think collectively we were like, okay, this is cool because it kind of puts everything full circle. You got the two former best friends. Mm-hmm. They both can't stand the new girl on the block who just immediately got a title chance and became reigning champion for, shit, damn near almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, it was cool, but the way they introduced it was just so fucking lazy. So, this is why, and it's from this point all the way through to the actual match, that this situation, I think, is separate from the question that, that Sean is kind of asking or kind of posed here. Because this story sucked. <laughs> this story sucked. Everything that didn't, that wasn't conceptualized by Becky herself and Ronda herself, basically, sucked. Um, there was a very lazy way to we were even thinking about better ways they could have put 
you know, saying Charlie into this match. I could have accidentally tripped on a better way than what they did. Yeah, exactly. With this apology bullshit and then, then all this. And he's kind of coming up there and like, hey, what's up, your apology? And you're suspended and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's, it was a very lazy story. And then when you get to the actual match. Quite honestly, it wasn't lazy. Well, no, it was. I, I want to say it was a mix of both things because Vince actually alluded to it when he was talking down to Kofi Kingston, saying that when he had the ego, it's absolutely Vince's ego to stay relevant. Yeah. He sees Triple H flourishing with NXT. He's doing great things with NXT. And shit, have they had a bad pay per view yet? No. Okay. And we're gonna get into the time to the tyranny of Vince McMahon in, a, uh, yeah. in another segment here. Yeah, we got we we're filming it's Sunday, so we got there's no eight o'clock hour here. Yeah, we'll, we got time. We got time before our respective uh significant others want us back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's I don't know. There's so, 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 so many feelings. The story sucked. Let's be honest, the match wasn't all that great. No. I've always said it too. I as much heat as Becky had, her in ring ability isn't that like breathtaking. Well, it's the, well, it's a little stiff. She did actually like fight through an injury and yeah. try to had to put that out of her mind and out of her psyche. But was that going into this match? She 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 is pretty decent um, when you put her in there with the right competitor because it's always, always and that's the same. problem. Half of the time when they're put into these matches. Are they matched up properly with somebody that can actually, either if you want them to take a fall, do you have somebody that can you're matching them up with that can help them put put them over? Yeah, Becky is more like a she's a suplex submission machine. Yeah, that's how kind of how she was kind of built up from NXT all the way through, and I think like on the main roster she hasn't really been put with you know many people that can work with her in that style. You know she actually is pretty nice, but niceness also kind of goes along with can you work with you know different types of wrestlers. And, you know, saying with this attitude that she has right now, um, being the man, being Becky Lynch, being, you know, baby Stone Cold, you know, well, Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, said wasn't that much of a wrestler either. He was just kind of a brawler, and I think that's the persona she's kind of taking on. Doesn't really make for great matches. We can't say there's a lot of great matches that came out of the Attitude Era. If she recreates the supermarket scene, like Stone Cold and Booker T. Oh, yeah. I swear to God, I will dye my, my the top of my hair red, <laughs> and I will walk around with a Becky Lynch shirt well, for I, the rest I, of my life. You said it too. It, it would have been so cool if they would have just gave her like the oh yeah. Glass. That was that was my one thing. Hey, I you know, props to her. She wants to do it on her own. She wants to be bigger than Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. But man, if they had remixed that thing where they hear the broken glass and she comes out to the the Becky Lynch theme music, oh, I would have lost my shit. It would have woke us up. Yeah. Because the, the couple matches before it kind of put me to sleep. Yeah. But, uh, and that's for another conversation because I, I still have some more information about that, that mania. We'll talk about that later. But. Right. Because, you know, the the match wasn't all that great. The ending was botched. The storyline inserting Charlotte into the match wasn't all that great. Did Charlotte deserve to be there? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She's done, she's done a lot I mean, to no, champion it. This, this was her match to begin with. Becky is the one, in my opinion, that was added to the match. She pushed for it. Yeah. And she got, she deserved it. Yeah, she she deserved it as well. So, but like, you, I mean, this alludes to Sean's question. It, this was this kind of an exception because at first it was a great story. Yeah. It had a potential to be a great match, but there was so much time that from SummerSlam to now, to what two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, 
here we are. Now we're talking about Sean's question. Great match versus a great story. Honestly, they do go hand in hand. They kind of do. They kind of do. Um, I would go as f- I would probably to level it off. I would probably say it depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's look at great matches. Can you name any <laughs> right now <laughs> from the past six months? Like an outstanding match from WWE. Okay, so let's 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 let's. I'm trying to find an example of one that didn't go out of all the race story. Let's 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 yeah let's let's take out the WWE. Let's open it up to New Japan and everything else when it comes to just a great match. Um. Okay, off the top of my head, let's look at um, Kota Ibushi versus. Naito for the it's your guy that's your guy <laughs> for the Intercontinental Championship this was at um, Madison Square Garden uh, this was a good match it was probably the, the sleeper match on the card it was probably like the best match on that um, on that show Super and there really wasn't much story there there was a there was a story outside of you know what they built around um, but the story inside inside was that um there really wasn't one. It's not like Cody didn't really do anything special. He pinned Naito in during a during a uh, tournament that they were having um, for the number one contender against the, the, IG, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. Mm-hmm. So even though they both lost in the tournament, Cody beat Naito, and that gave him the opportunity to challenge Naito for that belt. So I mean, outside of redemption, but I, did they bill it as such? No, it's just it was just that and. You know, there was kind of like this, this, this feeling in the air because Kota Ibushi hadn't really signed. He's always been a free agent, but we kind of the freelance. Yeah. So because of that, they were I, freelancer, not freelance wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so of course they were kind of reluctant on giving him a title because that would kind of marry him to, you know, that company for a while. But now he signed a contract, so people kind of assume, of course, of mm-hmm. course that he would, you know. <laughs> we almost had another gaffe <laughs> but I saved the day I saw it coming I was like yo <laughs> so crisis averted but you wouldn't like count that as like the actual story that they were trying to tell that's just a general feeling that oh you know so this could be a real thing because you know he has signed with IWGP now so you know he could possibly win this title but you know what I'm saying it was a very minimal story but it was an awesome match I mean, people were there for it. I was there for it. It was, it was great. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, we talked about it in an earlier podcast when I asked you to rate the matches. We went over the things, and that was one of the matches that yeah, you that, actually spoke yeah, very was, glowingly that, of. That was the uh, sleeper match. That was the best match on the card. So if you look at that, and then you look at... Let's look at Johnny Gargano versus... Um, Adam Cole. Why am I drawing blanks today? Is it <laughs> is it Cole or Ciampa? Which one, which one do you want to go? Which, yeah. Whichever I one mean, you go to. Johnny Gargano has had the best, best matches yeah. in all of NXT history. With NXT, um, him and him and him and his match with Adam Cole was actually really? probably the best one that he's had. Yeah. Out of the best matches he's ever had. And he's had some really freaking good ones too. Um, as a match, the two out of three falls was just a great match. I guess you could say the story helped. Of him, he has to fight. He has to win this match. And but outside of that, there was no other story between him and Cole, was there? Not really. I mean, they did. This they was did. just a. This was a fight for a vacant championship. Unfortunately, due to Champa's early, uh, his neck injury. So they did. You know, so they did tell a good, a good story for it. But 
Yeah, it wasn't necessary. There was nothing. Yeah, it wasn't necessary in this point. They put the two hottest stars right now outside of Velveteen, mm-hmm. who's already a, t- a title holder, but oh. they should have made him. The ch- I think they're going to take their time with him. I think they realize they got something special with him. And it's interesting that he continues to listen, and he's alluded to it, that he listens to the ones that come before him, like Shawn Michaels and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I have a theory about Triple H and how he's protected his babies now. That this man is being more involved with it. We'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll that's that's off. that's the next portion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a that's a particular one where it was a great match, but you didn't really need to tell a good story. These guys are already, even if you want to call it a developmental stage, mm-hmm. they're already really good storytellers. So I guess here's here's my opinion on because it sounds like we're both alluding to the fact that we just need a good match. That's all we really want to see. But we we know realistically um, that they can't do this every week on television. No, they can't. Because so this is, this is where a good story has to come in. We want to see good stories because a good story will will hold us over until you give us a payoff. It's not going to be the same. And we, and we talk about it. Potentially, yeah, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre could have had great matches, but... We've also been shot before the leukemia bout that he had. We've had three years of them unsuccessfully forcing them down our throat. Yes. That's not a good story. And he's had good matches. I even heard somebody saying not too long ago that the the match that I was actually present for at the Money in a Bank on Father's Day in Chicago, mm-hmm. that the match between him and Jinder Mahal was actually really good. Yeah. It was a pretty good match. It was. It was a good match. But nobody gave a shit. There's beach balls. There's CM. But Chicago is always a different animal. You go, you go to these other cities. They're not gonna sit there and well, we will chant CM Punk at a fucking concert so, if given the opportunity. So that kind of gives us a little bias here. Um, they do consider Chicago to be a wrestling city. I do believe that 125 percent, mm-hmm. um, just based upon how we act when we go to these shows. And Thank you for all. using 125 and not 110. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and all these other, so many different independent wrestling situations in Chicago. It's ridiculous. Um, Yeah, we definitely are a wrestling city, so that will kind of allude to the fact that we do care about um, wrestling. We see the indie shows, too, the the shows that you go to. They don't have TV. No. They have to put on good matches. They have to tell their story, whatever story they're going to tell. It has to be in the ring at that moment right there and then. I think, and that's, maybe that's, that's a good way to separate it. Versus you got the big dog here, WWE, versus mm-hmm. these indie shows that they don't have a lot of TV time, if that at all. So if you're going to make a television show, you got to tell a good story. Yeah, absolutely. And you give us three hours of this shit. Yeah. It can't be the same retired-ass script. It can't be the same three people that are involved in the same feud. I mean, we talked about it, too. Were we more excited when Mania came? Who were you more excited about? The triple threat match, which was going to make history? Mm-hmm. Or were we told with a great story that came out of nowhere with Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston? Kingston. Everybody. It was Kofi Mania. It wasn't WrestleMania right. like it was before. It's Unfortunately, when you're given that much time and it's over TV and you come up with the same thing, and to Becky's... Becky's credit, she did it. Rhonda still needs some work with the social media because she should, mm-hmm. she sure as hell takes that shit personally. <laughs> but 
I think it's in a different aspects. Indie wrestling needs a combination of both because, like you said, it's a product that you go and see. You're not flipping through the channels. You're not watching it on USA, whatever show it is. It's right there and then, and that's how they hook you. That's yeah. how they get you coming back. That's how they get you retweeting their their matches or making their 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 little highlights go viral by telling a good story with a good match. Follow. So we can look at we can go back and look at the G One Supercard of Honor because a lot of the feedback has come in. A lot of people have seen it now, mm-hmm. and what they're saying is that like kind of what I alluded to that all of the pageantry is, and all the storylines that they were pushing were on the on the ring of honor side. And those are the those were the matches that people weren't too crazy about, whereas we were all crazy about you know all the new Japan stuff. And they're still trying to drum up stuff with the God and the Briscoes. Yeah. Well, once again, that's something that they're doing on their own. So yeah, it's like, and it's <laughs> please retweet it, <laughs> please make this go viral. <laughs> but I mean, I guess it's it's based on the brands. Yeah. One has to go with the other. So I think our official answer is we just care about the action. Yeah. But we don't care about people getting hurt or anything like that or people getting overutilized in certain situations. So a good story will will help alleviate some of that. You give us something else to kind of, you know, got to get into that you can kind of save a few bodies out there and save those those matches that they like to give away on TV all the time for, you know, say, put them on a proper stage where they need to be. And they've said it, too. There's been a couple dark matches that have been probably better than the 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock hour, too. <laughs> it's At some point, something's got to give because guess what? That October, that September date is coming up super fast. Yeah. And you're going to have to figure out how the hell you're going to make this work. And Fox, is, I, Fox I would, already wants another hour? Yeah, Fox doesn't want stories. They want action. Yeah. And, and you're going to have to give it to them, fast and furiously. Yeah. And it's going to involve a lot of people coming up. Do you, and just, it's, it's a good problem to have if you've got the talent. Bad problem to have if creative doesn't know what to do with those talents. Yeah, especially if another company comes up. And starts offering stuff after their successful debut in May. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's also talks of TV. There's talks of Turner. Turner's WCW situation back. Not the bad part. Not the bad part. Of WCW, but you know. We're not going to have Nitro again. <laughs> yeah, we, we might have an actual legitimate competitor. But that's something to worry about if you do not know what to do with these people on your roster. I think. Somebody uh, will have a plan for your people. <laughs> if you don't. And it's the same thing that goes in, in, in real life. If somebody's not using you right, somebody else will. Mm-hmm. Somebody will find a way to utilize your talents if they're a good company. Yeah. So we'll see. So I guess ultimately, um, we just like to see the wrestling. Yeah. But there's certain situations where a good story is needed. And that concludes another episode. Well, technically not an episode. This is more of a portion of an episode because we're filming a lot today. It's Sunday. Yeah. So we're excited. We're uh, branching all over the place now. Mm-hmm. We're on Spotify officially, unofficially on Apple, as yeah. we were told. Still working on Google Play. Yeah. But we're going to be on every single podcast that you can possibly think of, and we're going to start putting out more episodes as much as we can. <laughs> we're going to flood you. We're going to start talking about, and all those other podcasts that we've been uh, talking about, those are coming. Yeah. 
coming. <laughs> Especially Sean. Sean's on his way. <laughs> He'll be here tomorrow without the snow. But thank you for listening. Uh, stay tuned for the next uh, portion of our episode 11. Uh, we thank you. And again, follow us on Twitter at We Are The Wise Men. And on Instagram right now, uh, Wise Men Wrestling Podcast. Thank you.